Bit of piss in the face is a small price to pay. bit weird time again and I've brought friends old friends friends I've known for a very long time and friends you know too because you heard them last season I'm here with Matt how are you Matt I'm all right Stu nice to be here and Ben you're back hello fella g'day Stu uh, thanks for having me and uh, hello to Matt oh, hey Ben well yeah you may as well exchange pleasantries as well you too how have you been very well, thank you. And yourself? Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah. that's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty good. Now, Matt, there, just before we get into anything else, we are into a new season of the Chattering Classes, your interview style podcast. How's it going? It's going well. And uh, for the first time ever, I've been quite organized. And uh, this season's going to have more than like five episodes. <laughs> so mm, I usually geez. do like six a year. Uh, and this one's this season's probably going to have fourteen or fifteen episodes. Right. Sell out. Yeah, I've sold out. Sold out. Casper mattresses, we love them. <laughs> Squarespace. Squarespace. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That weird one where you put photos on glass, whatever it's called. Mm. Oh yeah. Fracture. Oh, fracture. Thank you, Wiggins. Pleasure. <laughs> um, and you guys were on uh, episodes earlier in the season where we uh, spanned the most inconsistent trilogy of all time the exorcist we looked at exorcist one we looked at exorcist three and yet we found more time on exorcist two than i ever would have imagined because <laughs> it's terrible but uh listen to that it's episode 59 and episode 60 i told you i was organized yeah Ooh, he knows his episode numbers yeah chattering classes get it where you get your pods well let, should we get into some weird stuff we should let's yeah all right. We like to start by uh, me telling you about a weird lore I found, a little weird lore. Um, and this one's just a quick one, just a quick fire one. Okay, so fellas, say you're in North Carolina. A man and a woman walk into a hotel in North Carolina. They want to share a room together. Okay. And for the sake of decency, they, claim, they kind of write down that they're Mr. and Mrs. Smith. They're a mm. married couple or something like that. So, unfortunately for them in North Carolina, by common law marriage rules in that state, they would be legally married then. So, uh, as the law states, uh, if a couple outwardly presents themselves as husband and wife to the public, then they're deemed common law married, and that's valid in North Carolina. So, then if they're... Found to already be married? Can they be like charged with bigamy and stuff like that? Yeah, well, I'd say so. Yeah, if it's a if it's an extramarital affair, that's the only reason you would um, put on like a fake married couple surname or something like that, wouldn't I guess you? Guess so. Well, yeah. Unless the laws are so stringent, they won't let you stay in a room unless you are married. Yeah, and I don't think North Carolina is one of those weird state like Mormony states where you can have ten wives, is it? No, certainly not. No, okay. Mm. <laughs> how That's many wives can you have in Utah? Like, do we know how many? No, oh, like, sky, there... sky's a limit. Fair enough. I think. <laughs> Welcome to Utah. Sky's <laughs> a <the> limit. <laughs> that works on a couple of different levels. It does with them, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, it yeah. sure does. 
Uh, well, sky shouldn't be a limit. Yeah, really, not a limit. Yeah, yeah in, Oh, yeah. there is no That's limit. Yeah, so I guess that should be something. Is that something you feel they should have a big kind of warning sign out the front of uh, hotels? Um, warning. If you're planning on rooting around and using <laughs> fake married names, yeah, just understand these consequences. Well, that should that should actually be on the sign as you cross the border into North Carolina. <laughs> North Carolina, don't pretend you're married. Yeah, and then you know, going into more detail, so people have to turn around, drive back, <laughs> drive back, and, read and, the and, 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 read the smaller print. Yeah, read the smaller print. Oh, it's a law. We can't write that we're married. Oh, right. Jesus, oh. Uh, this road trip's annoying. First, we're in Utah, and their sign was like eight <laughs> feet wide, 800 metres long as well. Why can't these states just have simple messages? Oh. Uh, yeah, so there you go. That's, um, I mean, let's not go into what the purpose of that law might have been. Why bring that into existence at all? I mean, it's a, in, in a positive. It's, it saves on, on your wedding, doesn't it? Oh, I suppose so. You can just tell everyone you accidentally got married. We got married. We oh. we didn't elope. It was official. Uh, no, uh, we were just get, we were just getting a, a loan for a car. Yeah, and, and the lineup <laughs> the line the lineup at at city uh, at the city hall was too long just to do it there. So yeah. we just ducked across the road. Right. Yeah, R- rode it on a napkin. <laughs> <laughs> so there it is. There's your marriage license. Yeah, maybe they all got in a uh, in a car together. And we're driving in the in the two plus people lane, and they had to actually write their names down on a piece of paper before they did that for some strange reason. I don't know why they do that, but uh, yeah, carry on. Just to be official, I guess. Um, all right. Well, I might. I might. Well, I'm. Well, I've got a roll on here. I might tell you my uh, quick little weird story that I wanted to talk about before asking you yours. Lovely. And I guess uh, what I was thinking of here was um, work relationships, right? Mm-hmm. And there, there aren't many workplaces where you can have uh, a kind of really bizarrely abusive relationship with your boss and it be de rigueur. Okay. Um, but for some reason in the film industry, it seems to be a lot of actor-director relationships are really weird, abusive and the fact that that's just kind of accepted a lot of the time is weird to me, hence me bringing it to you. So I thought I'd just tell you a few uh, examples of uh, times when actor-director relationships got out of hand. Now, first one I'll mention to you is uh, somebody I know you're both a fan of, Werner Herzog. Oh, I love Werner. <laughs> yeah. Well, did you know that he once held Klaus Kinski at gunpoint? Now, was this when he made... Oh, I can't remember the name of the movie. Aguirre, The Wrath of God. All oh, right. Really getting into it. Yeah. <laughs> really getting into you know, doing some method. Wrath work. <laughs> yeah. So um, after yet another argument, Klaus was going to storm off set, vowing not to return, and uh, Werner pulled a gun on him. Well, that's how Werner... Pretty much, pretty much held him to ransom to stay in do more of the film. Why like why did Werner feel the need to carry a gun with him on set? Like had um had old mate been a prick prior or <laughs> Well they they made a, from memory they made a couple of movies together and it was always pretty fractious. So probably yes. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> probably uh 
sleep with one eye open with both of them around? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, didn't they make? Didn't you make that movie where they? I wish I could remember the name of it. And they carried a boat across a mountain. They were like reenacting the real story of this man who they had to carry a boat across a mountain to go from one um, side of one coast to another coast. And then he was like, I'm going to make that movie, uh, but I want you to actually do it. (laughs) (laughs) So that would have made things a bit... Yeah, Fitzcarraldo is the name of the movie. Right. Yeah. That's kind of taking method. Yeah. What about Faye Dunaway? She felt that Roman Polanski wasn't allowing her to have enough bathroom breaks, which meant she kind of started peeing in cups around the set. Jesus. Of uh, Chinatown. Uh, and when she got jack of it, she threw one in his face. <laughs> well, you know, for what we've learned recently, well, after this, is he got off lightly, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bit, of, bit of piss in the face is a small price to pay. <laughs> so wise, Wigan, so wise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> David O. Russell. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. He's known for being uh, fairly temperamental. Um, He had a massive uh, breakdown on the set of I Heart Huckabees after some pretty constant complaining from Lily Tomlin. He started, you know, freaking out, kicking things over, throwing all the props around and called her a cunt. Oh. So there you go. No, um, I've, I've actually seen, you can actually see that on YouTube. Yes, I'm going to post that up. Yes, yeah, uh, good old Lily Tomlin screaming at him, basically. Mm. Yeah, it's good. Wow. All yeah. right, well, yeah, I'll be, I look forward to seeing that. <laughs> uh, Marlon Blando. Blando? Blando. <laughs> Blando. That's what, that would have fired him up. Imagine if you were directing him and you were like, hmm, a little Blando there. <laughs> Uh, he on the set of the score, he, he would walk around pantsless sometimes because <laughs> he didn't like the director and just wanted to annoy him. He would call uh, the director Miss Piggy, and oh. yes, show up on set sans pants so Frank Oz couldn't film his whole whole body. Getting Brando on your your bad side. Yeah, I don't think it's really helping you. Anything past the seventies, really. Yeah. Well, I mean, you need a couple of days hike to get on his bad side. <laughs> hey, yo. In fact, that's what Fitzcarraldo is about, yeah, right. moving a boat from one side of Marlon Brando to the other. <laughs> Back to David O. Russell. Um, he headbutted George Clooney on the set of Three Kings, you know, m- making Clooney need to put him in a headlock until he calmed down. That doesn't really... I, I didn't feel like that um, That fits the, the Clooney sort of archetype, really. Like, I, I wouldn't imagine just... Clooney to, to jump a dude and put him in a headlock, even after, like, getting headbutted. Yeah, you'd, you'd think he'd be, like, rubbing his head, like, oh, come on, David, you loser. And then, come yeah. on. <laughs> and then getting into a bat suit with nipples thought... on it for some reason. <laughs> well, that's right. Well, I thought Marky Mark would have probably jumped in front of him before. Yeah. Um... yeah, is Marky Mark, Ice Cube and George Clooney, and it's Clooney the one that's uh, throwing down? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that seems out of place. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and the last one I've got here, and it's quite sad, really. And I didn't know this until I'd read it, researching this, is that Bill Murray and Harold Ramis had a big falling out. Huh. 
Oh, after Groundhog Day. So oh, um, I was hoping it was Ghostbusters too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have made more sense. I think everyone had a falling out after <laughs> Ghostbusters too. Has anyone seen a script around here? No. <laughs> oh. Action. <laughs> so the pram's just going to fly off into the air, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. So if we all sing a song, it's going to defeat the bad guys? Yeah. Yep. All right. Yep. All right. Hey, uh, so. in Ghostbusters 1, we had a big scary marshmallow man. Um, we need another big monster in this one. What do we got? <laughs> uh, Statue of Liberty. Cool. Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, Everyone Ghost likes Slimer. Simmons. Remember Slimer in yeah. Ghostbusters 1? Everyone loved him. What if everything was covered in slime? Mm. Oh, yeah. And and it was Moody Slime. Yeah. <laughs> Ghostbusters 2 Moody Slime yeah. would have been a much better title. Yeah. It's a good title for this, Moody Slime. <laughs> um, yeah, so unfortunately, after, you know, one of Murray's uh, regular tantrums, Ramus just lost his shit, which is very hard to imagine. Try picturing yeah. that. Um, and grabbed Murray and pushed him up against a wall and held him up against the wall um, in a very rough manner. And Bill Murray didn't talk to him for 20 years after that. Jesus. Um, yes. So I just, I know, I know they're just kind of a collection of odd stories between, you know, actor and director, but I'm just trying to, I'm asking you to picture any other workplace. And imagine that sort of stuff going down and people just going, oh, oh, well, that crazy industry, eh? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, did you see the finished product? Great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So good work. Yeah. He might be a bit crazy, but uh, he makes good pants. Yeah. (laughs) I don't remember much about I Heart Huckabees, but uh, anyway, there you go. (laughs) Ben. Hi. You want to tell me a story? What do you got for me? Well, I've got a quick one for you. Um, this is just a just a quick little factoid that I found interesting. Um, have you guys heard of Robert Green Elliott? Uh, he was a uh, a quiet family man and devout Methodist oh, with an electrical right. contracting business. <laughs> uh, but on the side, he earned his reputation as the agent of death. Have you heard of the agent of death? No. Well, he served as a freelance executioner. Okay. For okay. six different states. Uh, and he threw the switch on 387 men and women during his 13-year career, earning 150 bucks a head. Oh, so he was just touring around. Exactly. He was a touring <laughs> executionist. Okay. So whenever, yeah, so uh, it sounds like a rostered kind of thing where maybe each state did their executions on a different day. Yes. So and he could just dri- drive from state to state on different da- of days of the work week. Exactly. But in, uh, in January 1927... They rostered wrong, mm? and he actually had to execute six inmates in two different states all on the same day. Oh my god, that is Jesus. a nightmare! Oh, poor guy. I know. Well, how? So my question is, you've got to watch that right? expenses. Like, you did well, keep all these petrol receipts. Is that what you're worried about? That's right, and I'm sure. Like, I mean, electricity was obviously a hell of a lot cheaper back then. But is is he in charge of paying for that moment's electricity? Because there's a lot of, you know, there's quite a lot of power going through the, uh, the system at that stage. I don't know if the state requires the executioner to chip in for the- <laughs> Bring his own electricity. BYO electricity. BYO generator. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, no. Can't be state-run electricity, so. That's right. Well, yeah. We're, yeah, we're running on fumes here. Yeah. Oh, shit. 
<laughs> oh crap sorry i forgot to charge it overnight oh, just, yeah, just no. wait about 40 minutes i reckon 40 yeah. minutes can we just beat him to death no <laughs> can i just beat him to death with this battery <laughs> it's triple a we'll be here all night <laughs> just back in here like driving his car quick. up to the windows and quick jumper leads in there put your tongue on this nine bolt. <laughs> In regards to weird things, uh, that's not oh, wait, weird. Wait, sorry, sorry, that's not weird. Having your your job well, that, no, that's, state, that's weird, state but... killing every some people every day. Yeah, but I don't really have much else more on him. I was pretty much just a little bit of a factoid about uh, about Robert Green Elliot. But that would look. I, I feel like that would surely that messes with your head. Like it would have to. What what what, what does he mean killing people or having to drive state to state to do it? What do you oh, mean? driving state. I think the drive. <laughs> Did you listen to podcasts? What do you kind of? Well, yeah. how do you, well, it was 1927. Yeah, <laughs> had to listen to gramophone podcasts. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. thought you meant he was listening to 1927. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only work. tape he had. It's the only. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only tape he had. Yeah. And uh, uh, his Huawei knee one got chewed <laughs> up. So. Uh, yeah, I do wonder, like, like that, whether he enjoyed it, whether he. Was proud of his work, whether you know whether he came home and you know dust off his hands and said, "Oh, I was just not feeling it, just out oh, yeah. of form." He's telling his wife, "I just didn't, wasn't feeling it today." You know the the kind of downward movement of my arm turning the switch from off to on just didn't flow with the usual kind of zip that I give it. You know, that's yeah. right. The sponge wasn't wet enough. Yeah, that's right. Too wet yeah. or not wet enough? Too wet, not yeah. wet enough. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> he looked like my mate from high school. It just <laughs> was depressing. <laughs> or did he go home and was like really keen to tell his wife all about it and it was sort of like, man, I fried him good and proper. Yeah. Like, you know, he was, I just got the right amount of char on the top he smelt like a really well-cooked bacon. <laughs> I don't know. It could have been anywhere. It could have been at, at either end of the spectrum. Yeah. I mean, there's got to be... Sorry, yeah, go on. Do you, do you reckon his wife knew how good his day was by how his clothes smelt? When <laughs> Is that too too far? No, but this oh. could have be a like, particular, you know... I, I wonder... How many people have the kind of makeup to be able to either be an executioner and not be bothered by it, or be an executioner and you know quite enjoy it a little bit? I mean, there's got to be. There's been plenty of executioners through time, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I wonder. I wonder what that kind of percentage is of people. I suppose it's how many psychopaths are. But true. But even thinking about how you would hire someone for that mm. job, would you? You wouldn't. <laughs> How's that interview go? You wouldn't look for someone who was like really, really keen. No, I think they always try and promote internally when those kind of positions come <laughs> up, and you'll you'll get a good sense internally of who is uh, probably odd enough for that job. Yeah. Yeah, old mate hanging out in the corner. Just yeah. That guy that yeah. likes wearing hoods. That's right. <laughs> Just. Sliced his watermelon up into tiny little pieces instead of eating it. Um, I've got a question. Yeah. What's a Methodist? 
Well, it's, I really don't know. Hang on, I'm. I'm, I'm it's about Google to Google. I'm, this this could take a while. I thought you were going to pretend the connection was gone. You were going. Oh, hang on, hang on. I'm losing. What? <laughs> oh no. Oh, oh, Dropping out. <laughs> oh, okay. Yep. Yep. Lost you. Uh, I, I I don't expect you to answer. I just suddenly nah. realised when you said it before. And I was kind of thinking, obviously, with thinking of things, uh, you know, we can say about what's being said to us. What the fuck's mm. a Methodist? What is that? Oh, look, <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to me. The Methodists generally accept the Apostles' Creed and uh, the Nicene Creed as declarations of right. shared Christian faith. So that was boring. Sorry about that. They thought he should have beaten Rocky. Is that what they think? Yes, that's right. Apostles' Creed. It's <laughs> <laughs> not bad. <laughs> Thank you. Um, all right. Well, maybe we'll save Methodist for another time. Sorry. Uh, what yeah. else is there? Well, I had, I had a thought when I was sort of trolling through the, you know, the, the oddities of death, and I came across. <laughs> that's uh, another. That's another nice title. That's going <laughs> to battle for uh, supremacy. I found a little place on the internet. Uh, that sells a whole heap of weird shit <laughs> uh, that, that's based on basically animals and their, their uh, skeletal remains in Christmas ornaments or in vases uh, or, oh. as this particular piece of taxidermy shows, a hatched egg. So it's basically a small portion of the egg popped out with a little beak coming out of it. There's also a dissected piglet known as the wet specimen. So basically they've cut a pig in half straight down the, like, from from head to tail and put it in a bottle. Are, so, you, are you having an okay time at work to be looking this yeah. stuff up? What's, what's, this what? sort of popped up, you know. <laughs> what, in your suggested searches or? But my favourite thing that I found on this particular website from the Evolution Store is you can get three mini shrunken heads for 10 bucks. Oh, okay. I suppose that's a bargain, but... Or you can get a big one for 80. What do you mean a big shrunken head? A big shrunken head. Exactly. 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 How big was it originally? (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Like an elephant's head that's been shrunk to a normal human head? Well, they've just drawn lines on a normal head, not bothered trunking it like it's been shrunken. Just texture marks on it. Well, that's right. Have they shrunk it and then enlarged it? Yeah. After they've shrunken it. Yep. Let's so, oh, are you allowed to do that? Is but that you, like freezing meat? Well, you're paying for the effort, I suppose. There Can and you back. Go back? What, what you said something about freezing meat. Well, you can't. Like you can't thaw meat and then freeze it again. Right, gotcha. You're not allowed to do that. <laughs> gotcha. So are you allowed to shrink a head and then <laughs> enlarge it again? I don't think you're allowed to. <laughs> right. <laughs> For all- give you an upset stomach. Yeah. These are like these. These are the laws of the occult. Yeah. You know, like these. Oh, are, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you meant in areas where it's acceptable to take someone's head off and shrink it. You wouldn't want to <laughs> be shunned from that society by re-enlarging it. Exactly. Yeah. That is, is it exactly kind of, right. Is it like the you know uncanny valley in terms of AI, where if you shrink a head too far, then it doesn't look quite right. So you have to shrink it just a little bit. It looks okay, but go too far with the <laughs> shrinking of the heads, and it just 
exactly have the right you can just tell something's off mm. that's right it's, it's the it's the salt methodology you can always add more who's <laughs> competing now my favorite theories my, yeah my my favorite portion of this particular website apart from the shrunken heads and the de shrunken head mm. uh, is that on june 6 2017 wayne uh, asked a question uh and that question was, would anyone be interested in buying human skin that's been tattooed and made into a lampshade? But, uh, yeah, that was... Um, that How was did Wayne. Wayne go? How did Wayne go with his request? Well, Dan replied to him the next day, or no, two days later, uh, and um, gave him the big LOL. <laughs> gave him the big lol, yeah, right. And that's the only response. So we don't know whether it's true or not or whether he was just being a silly man. <sighs> Fucking Wayne. <laughs> Bloody Wayne. Someone and, needs to look uh, into that. But look, that's, that's all I've got for you. Was There's it a small about. lampshade or a la- There's no size. There's no lampshade. There's no picture. There's no... There's nothing. It's just Wayne bloody shooting his mouth off again. <laughs> well, that's macabre. Yeah, it sure, sure is. Um, Matty. Now, I'm going back to where you started from in into the wonderful world, world of film. Oh, okay. So I've got my segues all wrong. No, that's all right. I, I nearly butted in before, but I thought, oh, no, who cares? Um, it's fine. This is, this is looking at movies that were so bad they were never released. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them, they just weren't released because they were terrible. There's a couple where, you know, people acting in the film sadly passed away, so that never... Saw the light of day. Because they didn't finish filming or out of respect? No, man, they didn't finish filming, (laughs) uh, I guess. Um, But I wanted just to read you this movie that I can't understand why I've never heard of it before. It's called Nothing Lasts Forever. Mm. Okay. Now, produced by Lorne Michaels, written and directed by... Saturday Night Live writer Tom Schiller stars the following people. Bill Murray. Hmm. Wow. Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> and this article says, and Billy from Gremlins. So <laughs> he didn't even... Didn't even get his name checked. Is, is it Zach? I think Zach Gall- Galligan, I think. Uh. Is, uh, anyway, so have you ever heard of that movie? Bill no. Murray, Dan Aykroyd and the guy from Gremlins. No. I'm pretty happy with two Bill Murray... Related stories in the same episode, no? But so, they, so they didn't release that, but they released Nothing But Trouble. Yeah, and they released Caddyshack 2. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yes. Well, I'm going to read you the plot and stop me whenever you feel the need. I don't have any further information on this because this film has been shown twice in history, once wow. in the US at 2 a.m. in the morning, Fun. obviously, and once on the BBC 20-odd uh, years ago. The only two times, and I, I've looked on YouTube. Sadly, the people who may have video recorded it uh, obviously did not put it on YouTube, but there's still hope. It could have been three if we managed to get our um, crappy movie crappy show movie. up. Yeah, that's right. When we were in high school, uh, Matt, Ben, Richard, who's been another guest, and another friend, Paul, and myself, uh, wrote to all the Australian TV stations pitching a show to them which was essentially just playing crappy old movies late yeah. at night. Yeah, introducing them, yeah. talking about how wonderful Except they were. Except we want you to pay all of us to yeah. introduce them and talk about them for a minute and then play yeah. them. 
Um, yeah. And we didn't get any any takers. No one wanted that. No one wanted um, a bunch of teenagers from high school running a movie show for them, uh, you know, past midnight when no one's watching TV. They didn't yeah. want to pay anyone to do that, apparently. No. No yeah, foresight. Again, we were 20 years before our time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but from memory, the letters we sent to them were fairly self-serving and uh, full of... Uh, well, <laughs> I believe we pointed out to all the studios that what they showed in the middle of the night was terrible yeah. and we had a better idea than anything they've ever shown. Yeah, exactly. So that doesn't win you much friends when you're 17. No, and, uh, you know, you should take your early morning viewers, you know, show them some respect. That's right. The crappy infomercials. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay, so here's the plot. Yeah, like I said, stop me whenever. Uh, the film concerns a dystopian New York City. Mm-hmm. where Gremlin star, Zach Galligan, <laughs> works a dead-end job but dreams of being an artist. The totalitarian state makes his dreams impossible until he learns that there are magical hobos living underneath the city. I'm in. Think, right? I'm in. Yeah, all, all good so far. <laughs> all good so far. Uh, who live under the city who can grant him his wish of becoming an artist. Okay? Straightforward. Mm. First of all, he has to travel to the moon via a city bus that's driven by Bill Murray. And charm one of the lunar denizens. That's all it says. Like we said, it's weird, but it bears some similarities with Terry Gilliam's Brazil. Brazil, yeah. So are you in? Do you want to watch that movie? That's, that's the, and I went and looked a few other places. That is the largest description of the film I can find. <laughs> so not only has the film been buried, the descriptions of the plot uh, that's the biggest descri- biggest plot description I could find. Well, um, can we find any interviews with Schiller? I think that's a f- our step one. We yeah, need, right. That'd be we a good need, idea. We need to talk to him about, uh, you know, the process, where where the where it all came from, what sort of state of mind w- was in. Uh, Do we get a backstory on how the hobos became magical? No, that's what I mean. This is what's so frustrating about it. And I've just read here that uh, in 2016, it was on YouTube. Someone posted it to YouTube and then (laughs) Turner Classic Films uh, sent them and made them take it off YouTube. It's out there somewhere. It has to be. It has to be. But why did they... They're not making money off it. Yeah, I don't understand. That is a weird one of, oh, no, this movie that we've never released. Now, well, maybe there's a, maybe Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd are paying them to not release it. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. It. It's yeah. possible that they've signed contracts, <laughs> lifetime contracts that are like, no one is to ever see this film. Again, yeah. they can watch Caddyshack 2 whenever they want, Dan Aykroyd, but yeah. they can't watch this film. So, so let's assume that's true. You'd have to know that whatever you were getting paid from Bill and um, Dan Aykroyd, right? Yeah. You'd have to know for sure that your movie is so shit, there'd be no chance of it making more than that if you were to release it. Yeah. <laughs> Love to know what number they're getting paid if that theory is true. <laughs> I, I just, again, though, the, the, the real interest there is how do you know a hobo is magical? Yeah. And how did they become magical? Yeah. And why is Bill Murray driving a bus? To the moon. 
Yeah. <laughs> There's a few questions. Is this a rejected SNL skit? And they went, well, I'll turn it into a movie then. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> yes. I, I, I said, who gets the script? And he's like, yeah, this could work. <laughs> who, who pitches magic hobos from New York City and it doesn't get on SNL? Did yeah, you tell true. us a year? Did 19, you tell us? 1984, I think. Okay. Yes. No, so no. this is this can't even be put down to hubris too much, can it? Of no. of like Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd having great success after Ghostbusters and and all the other stuff they've been in that people really like. It can't it can't be put down to them, you know, um, letting their egos run wild and assuming that anything that they make would be awesome. Look, it, it may it may be put down to cocaine. I mean, yeah. it's right in that sweet was, spot, was, 1984. Was Chevy Chase involved? Like, <laughs> yeah, was he one of the hobos? <laughs> Uncredited? Uncredited yeah. hobo. The most irritating hobo of the lot, I'm sure I would have been. Uh, How dare you? Is that a book? Can't stand Chevy Chase, man. Can't stand Chevy Chase. Anyway, that's... that's a bit weird. That's another story. It's not, really. He's, Hang on, have... Has, have Chevy Chase and Richard Dreyfuss been in the same movie? In like in the in the same movie? That is an excellent question, <laughs> and we need to find a poster to send to Stuart Buckland's workplace immediately. Yeah, well, uh, it's probably not been mentioned on this podcast before. It's been mentioned on others that um, I have a you know quite unexplainable dislike of uh, Richard Dreyfuss, uh, but it's pretty much probably neck and neck. Uh, between him and Chevy Chase, who I'd kick down the stairs first. So, um, <laughs> all right. Anywho, we've gone a little off topic here. Um, thank you for bringing us that story. I'd really like to try and look it up and hope I find some sort of loophole of some back alley of the internet where someone's got it, but I don't like my chances, obviously. Yes. Um, let's have a uh, product of the week, a weird product of the week. And I've saved this for talking to you guys uh, because I think you'll appreciate it. Glow-in-the-dark toilet paper. So. Mm. Sold. Yeah. (laughs) So, obviously, that means, I mean, theoretically, you can do your own thinking here. I don't have to join too many dots. But if it's night, you you know, maybe you've woken up. I don't know what situation it is where you've woken up really needing to shit badly, but I feel sorry for you. But... Yeah, you don't need to turn lights on and really hurt your eyes when it's in the middle of the night and it's been dark. You can just reach for your glow-in-the-dark toilet roll. And you can probably just tell from, you know, the light and shade thereafter yeah. how how you're travelling. How it's all gone. Well, that's a, you know, subtle enough way to describe it, isn't it? It's like a negative, isn't it? It's like it's looking like at a, a negative, negative photo of a toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you just got to work your way down to it just being pure, pure brightness. Is there, is there some accoutrement to go with that? Like, could you? What, what could you possibly need? <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. Yeah. Like what? Like a like maybe like a glow in the dark toilet seat. Like maybe some type of right. um, yeah, landing sort of area. <laughs> 
for the dark. For doing it in the dark. All right. Well, what about it? Why don't we just get a bunch of glow in the dark uh, footprint stickers that lead from your bed into the yeah. bathroom as well? You're, ta- you're speaking my language. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like an air- airport, like yeah. runway. Now, of look, hey, leading towards your toilet. Haters would. <laughs> Are you a middle of the night sudden pooer? Is that what you're telling us? Oh, it's not like I've I've definitely done that. Like I've I've definitely had to. Um, I've definitely nearly tripped over things on the floor in my bedroom, like streaking to the bathroom wow. to make sure I get there in time. Streaking's a um, good choice of words. Yeah, good word. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the um, but it's not. It's not something that's a constant in my life. Um, you know, I haven't re- yet reached the stage of you know needing to wake at two at two p.m. or sorry, two a.m. every night to either wee or poo. Okay. Um, but but uh, it sounds like you sound into this. So <laughs> yeah, I, I could and you also you. sound winsome, like you're waiting for that moment. <laughs> can't wait. You're nostalgic for something that hasn't happened yet. I'm definitely not nostalgic for waking up at uh, at two a.m. It's um, that's not a fun time, especially when you need to go toy toys. But look, I'm all about you know if we're going to go, if we're going to go, we may as well go whole hog. Like, and I'm not talking turn the light on whole hog. I'm talking the entire bathroom's glow in the dark, mm. so you don't need to turn your light on. So you don't need to bring your own battery. So, so essentially, <laughs> essentially, what we're working towards is just a situation where everything's as bright as if you just turn the light on. <laughs> Yeah, but it's but it's green. But it's green. Yeah, I know what he means. <laughs> right. Or like black lighting or something like blue. Getting wearing white. Yep. Oh dear. Oh, oh, black I, I also I'm, I'm also it. a huge fan of your toileting turn of phrase too, Wiggins. Going to the toilet and using the phrase "the whole hog" just seems <laughs> really a great combination. Uh, well, I mean, uh, well, we've reached the time where it's probably time for a parting oddity and. While we're around the back door, we may as well stay there. Um, with this story, uh, man kills stepfather with atomic wedgie. So, um, bop, bop, bop. a man who killed his stepfather with an atomic wedgie told a judge Wednesday, it's like a bad dream. <laughs> yeah, so this is from 2015, I should say, when I say Wednesday, but, you know... Imagine yourself in that moment reading this. It could have been any Wednesday. (laughs) Any given Wednesday. (laughs) (laughs) Al Pacino dies from an atomic wedgie. (laughs) Oh, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) You've stuck my undies right up my ass. (laughs) Um... So, yeah, he's uh, pleaded guilty to first-degree manslaughter for killing his stepfather after a fight. So it sounds like this was a legitimate fight and the wedgie was a kind of weapon used in the fight. That's... Okay. I have one question and one question only. Well, hang on, just hold it. We'll get to that. The victim died after he was strangled by the elastic band of his own blue underwear. The band had been pulled over his head from behind. The cloth had ripped away from the band as the underwear was yanked. And so it was just, you know, elastic, uh, I guess. Mm. It had all kind of... (laughs) That's some force if all the fabric's just kind of flown away. Well, that answers my question. Yeah. Well, sorry. Yeah. Well, 
what was it? How? Well, I wanted to know who produced those underpants because if they had stayed together <laughs> for that entire so trip from you- ass to face, then it's what that it is sounds incredible. like is if you you work for a separate undie <laughs> underpants company and you're mm. like, wait, there's a marketing possibility here. <laughs> yes, Let's get right. this guy and say, if only he'd worn these underpants, exactly. I would yeah. be in jail right now. Yeah, this exactly. is a news article. It's not a sponsored post. So <laughs> we, we, we don't get to know what, what, the, what they were, but... Uh, the underpants yeah. fractured. Whoa. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> What kind of rage would you have to feel to kill a man by reefing his undies so far up that they kind of go over the top and start choking him? Yeah, so I don't know if that he was it during. Did you say it was during a fight? It wasn't hijinks going astray. No, it was during a legit fight. Far out. So at some point, maybe stepfather's taken a swing missed, spun around and presented the back area. Yeah. The yeah. chance. The the opportunity. And then um yeah, he's he's taken it. This guy was a Marine, a former Marine. Right. So I don't know how much atomic wedgie training they do. He was probably <laughs> kind of a primed wedgie machine. Really. <laughs> Just a wedgie soldier, really, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, we might just have a moment silence for that guy. That'll do. And thank you, gentlemen, for joining me. Any any parting thoughts? What I say parting, I, that's bad choice of words after the atomic <laughs> wedgie. But I feel, like, uh, I feel like Wedgie Soldier could be a Nicolas Cage movie. <laughs> well, thank you, gentlemen. Talked about some weird stuff. That's what we do. And hopefully um, I'll see you again before the season's out. Thanks, Thank you. you. <laughs> did you say crapture? Is that what you said? Yes, I did. Or crackture? <laughs> crackture. Uh, that was bad. <laughs>